Welcome back, Hocklings, to a very exciting episode of Electric Talk. We have a very talented young producer. He goes by the name of Enzo. He's joining us today. Um, as always, my name's Tony. I'm Evan. And I'm Connor. And yeah, we're pumped about our guest today. Um, he goes by Enzo, a.k.a. Mike. Hello, hello. Yeah, so what's going on, man? Um, is everything still kind of locked down over where you are, or are things starting to kind of open up again? Yeah, so some things start to open up tomorrow, actually, and then um, I think restaurants are doing that, like, dis- like, uh, like distant table seating and, like, street seating um, the first week of June, so that should be coming up shortly, but... Other than that, everything is really green right now. It's the only way I can really describe it. It's really, really lush and green, at least where I'm at. And are you in like North Chicago? No, I'm in the I'm in the Southwest burbs. Nice, nice. So yeah, yeah it's definitely it's very green. So then, have yes. you been pretty much locked down like through this whole thing from like the end of March to you know through April or? Yeah. So uh, I forgot what I forgot what day it forgot what day it was, but. Um, I think it was San Francisco. No, sorry. Uh, we were in Reno, Nevada, on the Liquid on the Liquid Stranger tour, and uh, we had like a day or two off. And we were in Salt Lake City for a stop that Martin Liquid Stranger uh, had. He was going to play a festival, and that got shut down the day that he was supposed to play, and the whole tour and everything got canceled that same day too. So Ugh. pretty much got got sent home. Ever since then, just been here working on music, but. Also trying to focus more on like life stuff, family stuff, you know. Yeah, I mean, I never really thought about that. Like, so, if, so yeah. if, like one of the guys or one of the other guys on the tour has like a festival stop. You just kind of get to like hang out for the day. Or yeah, like, how's that work? Yeah, we we were we were. I was actually kind of stoked to just like go hang at the festival, watch him play. He was gonna bring everybody up that was on the tour lineup. Um, that's what we were doing like every night for every show. So he we were just gonna do that little segment like like usual, but. Yeah, usually we just like would hang out and watch Martin do his thing. Oh wow, that's sick! I saw him do that where he brought everyone out for the Infinity Tour when he was like kind of announcing Wakan, and it was like it made it feel way more like a family kind of experience. Well, that's the, yeah, that's like what kind of what it is like the it's like a family set basically for twenty twenty thirty minutes. Uh, definitely a a, cl- a class act move from a veteran like like with Changer, you know, it's a such a great guy for doing that yeah and i actually um your show with kaivon was actually i'm pretty sure the last um set that i saw before um quarantine and everything like that happened so that was like i i remember texting both these guys because we're both or because we're all um you know remote oh, okay. i'm in new york evan's in kansas city tony's in denver Gotcha. Um, so I was texting them while I was at that set, and I was like, "This is one of like the coolest sets I've seen in a while." Yeah, New York was definitely one of the best stops for sure. Also, shout out to your song selection because you played that um, "Just the Gen" or I don't, I don't even know if it was "Just the Gen" the "Just the Tune" um, song. Oh yeah, it was uh, his Grove Street remix. Yeah. Oh dude, that uh, shit's hot. Yeah, it's such a good song, and I feel like I've never heard. At least, like, from what I can remember, I've never heard anybody play that track out. So I was like, when you dropped that, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, same, honestly. I feel like it's a very underrated song. Yeah, he's really <laughs> just, like, underrated in general, I think I would say. Well, I I heard he's I heard he's pretty large in Australia. Oh, um, yeah. Like, yeah, he's, like, he could, he's, he sells out in Australia, for sure. That's what I, that's what huh. I heard, at least. Oh, I believe it. 
But so so you've been on like a bunch yeah. of you know awesome yeah. um, tour lineups yeah. now. Um, you know, obviously the the transformation tour with Kaivon, um, the Incession tour, which you know obviously unfortunately has has gotten cut short. Um, you know, with Liquid Stranger, and you've toured with Ella Stream and, and Adventure Club. Um, so, what are some of like the you know some of like the coolest moments, or um, you know some of the like connections you've made um, touring with all those guys? It seems like you've connected with Ella Stream pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, Sammy in particular, he's uh, we definitely. We've only had a, a few shows together, but he was, uh, you know, we definitely hit, hit it off and connected pretty quickly. Um, same with Schlump. Schlump's super nice. Uh, he was on the, the same shows with Ellis Dream. Uh, but it's been great to see people, like, on the Ascension Tour, like Dirt Monkey, Hydraulics, um, and even all, like, the crew. The Everybody's just, it was so, such a friendly environment, and it's great to see that, I don't know, people are very welcoming. There is no... I don't know if it's like your first tour, if you're kind of like starting off in that area, um, you definitely can kind of feel intimidated, but, uh, they all, they were all very, ni- very nice and gracious to make me feel welcome. So that was probably the, the nicest part, honestly. And like, that was the thing I was super bummed about after the, the tour ended was like, I was like, damn, I'm having fun. Just like hanging with these guys who I can now call my friends, you know, that that was probably the, the saddest part Yeah, is getting to do that every day with those guys. So. Yeah, hopefully we can start doing that kind of stuff again. Do you have you heard uh, any industry speak on when that could possibly I've, be starting back up? You, I've heard some people say like normal, like getting back to any sort of thing close to normality will probably not happen for a while. Unfortunately, yeah. I heard yeah. I've heard some people say that this is like the worst thing to happen to the music industry since uh, I forgot what it was. It was like some economic crash like years ago. But uh, mm. yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not having my expectations too high. Yeah. Especially like when you think about it now, like knowing the con or having the context that we have, like festivals and like even shows for that matter, just like are not the safest. Dude. Oh, it's really so extreme. Yeah. Like it's just not like you're, everyone's close together. It's just in hindsight, like with this context, it's just not like a safe environment, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. I mean, especially, especially the, the, the culture of that stuff is like very like sharing and, uh, you know, loose ended. So it's like that, that is so one extreme. I think to go to another extreme, which we are dealing with now is just, uh, it's a culture shock for sure. Yeah. There are some festivals. So I know the one that's around the Kansas city area dance fest. I don't know if you've heard of that, but, um, they actually just got approved by the state to go ahead and move forward, um, with the festival, which I think is interesting to say the least. When, when is that? Um, it's in September. Oh, no way. Okay, sweet. It's usually like the same weekend around Lost Lands, like mid-September, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Like the weekend before. The weekend before. And I know I know that like each state obviously has its own uh, like circumstance. So that would be great to see if, you know, festivals can be going back to normal in areas where it isn't so bad. But then the thing with that is you get people traveling from different states that might be coming from more infected areas and whatnot but yeah places like i don't know if it's too too bad in kansas but um if it's like if it's not bad there then like fuck it that'd be great you bring up a good am i allowed to swear on here is that cool oh yeah Yeah. oh yeah i'm definitely gonna swear fuck yeah you (laughs) you bring up a good point though like with people traveling even though it's in like kansas city people from i don't know seattle or even chicago or new york if their locations Mm -hmm. aren't gonna have festivals they're gonna be looking for 
like places that are actually going to. So yeah, absolutely. It'll be it'll be an interesting event to see unfold and how everything kind of opens back up slowly. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean like there's streams and everything. And oh, by the way, um, your harmony stream was phenomenal. I we we were texting because like at that at that point we were trying to get you on here. We were like, yeah, this this is incredible. Um, such a good uh, mix. But um, it's something that I wonder like what how you know how artists approach it because you certainly don't want to be overdoing the streams and you know on every single stream right. and, um and whatever but you also do want to be you know out there um but i feel like there's this added element of like there's this different element of playing a stream versus like a live show because at least even from if nothing else an, a standpoint of unreleased music you know the people who are going to hear unreleased music normally at like a live show or just whoever's there in the crowd that night whereas like a stream anybody for free can tune into like every single stream somebody does so you know it's kind of like how do you you know where do you find the balance and like yeah and like it's tough and i think you've done it really well um but you know it's it's kind of like how do you approach that or or where's kind of the center right you know the balance right yeah so yeah my take on that is i was i was glad to do um like the mix set for the harmony festival because like i had the visualizer right and um I'd much rather prefer that than like, uh, I don't know. I, I dig the the green screen stuff and like some of the setups people are doing. It's super cool. I'm a, I definitely think some people are like killing it with that stuff. But at the same time, like you cannot replace, I mean, I don't know. Real life shells will never be replaceable. Yeah, and absolutely. Uh, as, as far as like trying to deliver uh, my music and like the visual experience that coinc- like that goes with it. Um, I wouldn't want to put something out that I wouldn't be too, too proud of, um, on like some at home stream. And like, I, I wouldn't be too, I don't know. I wouldn't be too proud of it. And for me, it's just like, I'd rather, I don't know, keep working on music, maybe do some more of those, like, uh, the visualizers, like mixes and streams like that. But the live sets are just me personally. I, I, not to say they're cheesy. I just, I don't know. I, I can't bring myself to, feel like I know I'm going to be really enthusiastic about how that's going to get delivered because you know the whole like live the I don't know the live sound everything the whole environment it's just there's nothing like it and I don't know not, not to I, that, might, that might sound like like picky and um, I don't know what the word is but but you, uh, you're like artistic you're allowed to be picky like that's kind of like that's kind of yeah. like the whole thing behind it is like what you think is good is like what we think is cool right right and, and you lose the intimacy like there's that the intimacy factor is zero literally yeah like unless they have like a crazy sound system at home which like you know over half probably don't mm-hmm. like especially with music like yours like you feel your songs like For not sure. like like oh i feel it emotionally i mean like which like you can but and you can feel that at home but it's not the same as like when you like for instance in your harmony stream it's it'd be so much different if i saw you oh what did you mix into lionhearted like uh... like you played lionhearted and then you played an acapella over it and like there's like feeling that live like hearing the bass like like shift over right that you can't you can't recreate that in your bedroom or at your desk or even like on a projector with huge subs in your room right exactly and even and like the lighting thing is also like so huge you're not get you're getting your tv screen or your computer screen you're not getting an led wall in your face you're not getting lasers in your face you know you're not getting the the smoke in the or not the smoke like the 
I don't know what, don't know what it's called. The like fog the, the, yeah, the fog machines. Yeah, you're not the getting cryo. I mean, you can get all that in your house, but still, like, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's dedication. Yeah. Someone no, I mean, I've seen some people going as far as to say, like, I can't remember who it was, but I saw somebody tweet, like, you know, this is going to take over. Like, this is going to replace, like, live shows. Like, uh, you know, this streaming thing is here to stay. And I definitely do think it is, like, uh, you know gonna be a thing after everything goes back to quote-unquote normal definitely but like the idea that this that it's gonna replace like live shows and festivals like that just seems so crazy to me like you just it's just not even close to the same thing and you can't recreate it it's yeah it's a totally different totally different realm of this in like this what this is um and like live shows it's a totally different realm but it is its own thing and it's unique and it can be cool and it is cool but I think it's an it's an interesting supplement to like the the music experience now. I think, but definitely yeah, not a replacement. Right. Yeah, exactly. Not a, definitely not a replacement. But they can both yeah. they can both exist. No problem. <laughs> and especially when your music sounds kind of like lasers, like how do you play it without lasers? <laughs> right. No. Like, right. What are you supposed right. to? You have a lightsaber, I guess. <laughs> All right. I got a I got an interesting question. Oh, lay it on us. Well, I'm, we're gonna talk. We're, I mean, let's let's talk about. You know like who Enzo is and like what the project is but like also I want to know about the Red Hot Chili's pepper the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> cover band all right all right uh yeah so Enzo is just that names just stems from my last name Enzano it's like a short nickname I've had since I was a kid um and it kind of it kind of all started like with me giving up music uh like after high school and going into my first year of college and I was like trying to trying to force myself in the like the academic life but uh, I found myself like skipping class and going to the studio that this campus had like a full music studio and I like went to my first electronic music show I was like this shit's crazy so I like literally just would skip class I basically ended up just dropping out because I was skipping class teaching myself logic and uh how to basically just produce but kind of that's how how kind of like started from the electronic music side the red hot chili peppers thing (laughs) that was like um my first like real kind of cohesive band that i was in in grade school like late grade school so it wasn't like it's not like we were too young we couldn't like actually play we were actually pretty solid um but Red Hot Chili Peppers was like everybody's mutual band that they liked, and when we just wanted to like jam out on something, we would most likely just end up playing Red Hot Chili, Red Hot Chili Peppers songs. But we tried writing stuff. That's always tough, um, especially when you're like that young. But yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers was like our shit back then. Were you That's the? We were you guitar? I was drums. Hmm. Yeah. I can see it with yeah. the hair and well, the beanie. Even before <laughs> that, you've had quite the musical background just as a kid growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Drums was more like my, uh, felt like more like fun to do because I was like shoved and like forced into piano lessons since I was like four and I had a really tough instructor. And when you're like force fed something, you don't really like it. And, but of course now like I appreciate it and I love piano so much. Um, but I had like a very, intense instructor and i would like get kicked out of class if he didn't think i uh practiced enough so um at four years old <laughs> well that's what i said yeah <laughs> he would kick me out at like 
uh, I was like 10 or 12. Oh man. He'd like slam his hand on the piano <laughs> and like kick me out. It's like all the stereotypical piano teacher. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. He was intense. He was passionate, but that's great. It, Cause it taught me a I lot. Mean, it seems to have worked. Definitely. Yeah. I, I feel like, uh, having, yeah, absolutely. Having gone through like the classical oh. musical background, I think kind of trained my ability to have an, or just train my ear, I guess. Um, like I feel like having an ear for something is, uh, is definitely ha- has gauged my, my taste and my, I guess my creative, uh, I don't know what to call it. Prowess. But, yeah. I would, I mean, yeah. you've probably learned a lot of music theory too, then like through piano, yeah, which I'm sure is invaluable with your current stuff. Definitely. I will say it, it, my music theory has had had fallen off since I stopped like taking lessons and took a break from music for a bit. But like I I maintained enough to to like still know what I'm doing. Yeah. But not as not as sharp as I was when I was like in the prime of my my lessons and stuff. You know. Yeah. I mean that's more it's than like most a, people have. It's like a language. Yeah. 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 I've I've tried like just scratching the surface on that versus on like learning or trying to like just know what music theory is and like you said it's a whole other language it's literally it's hard to just pick up it's almost impossible just to like know you have to like spend hours of like studying and like learning it you can't just like say oh i'm gonna put this on this and then mm-hmm. a it, plus b equals c type thing right it's and it's like a thing of uh studying it so much that uh like when people learn a language uh oftentimes when they're first learning it they'll translate in their head what it is in their native language and then be like, okay, this is what I want to say. And then you say it in the other language, but learning it so much, some people can start to think in that language, if that makes sense. You know, they don't have to mm-hmm. do the translation in their head. They could just say the language. Um, that's, that's like how it is with music for a lot of people. Like, but that, that piano instructor I had, he was so, so good. You could literally put any piece of music in front of him and he would see it for the first time and play it from start to finish like he had played it a hundred times before perfectly. Wow. It was so crazy. Like he could literally just read the music and play it at speed and everything. Just all the accents, the, the, the flow of it all was just, wow. Yeah. Crazy. It's impressive. Yeah. Very much like a language. Yeah. Yeah. So I always wonder about that. Like when you hear about people who like have learned to play the piano from such a young age, like how does that even, I don't know. That's so crazy to me. Like, how does that even start? Like, do you have musicians in your family or um, did your parents kind of want you to get into yeah. music? Like, how, how does that kind of start from that young of an age? Yeah, my mom uh, definitely, like, wanted to put me into it just because uh, she had always, like, heard and known that, like, it's good for child brain development for certain things, I guess. Um, but at the same time, she uh, she had uh, many people, her her dad, her grandpa, they were like in some like professional orchestra like a long time ago. Um, so there's musical background on her side and my dad's side's kind of got some uh, artistic, not so much musical, but uh, my dad's a, like a chef and, but he also does like ice car. He used to do like ice carvings and they were so good. Really? Um, like every year for Halloween, he carved these pumpkins that were just, I don't even know, man, a work of art. So they, they each had their own side of, artistic value i guess were they like the large like centerpiece of centerpieces of like an event yeah yeah exactly wow 
Yep. So then this is something I always kind of wonder then, like, because I feel like you have some producers who get into it uh, or just get into music as a whole late and just want to start making electronic music because, you know, they are already into electronic music. But for somebody like you who's been, you know, trained and has a lot of musical experience before you started making electronic music, how did you kind of or why did you um, want to get into electronic music or what kind of, you know, push you into mm-hmm. electronic music? Hmm. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I, I mean, I, I started listening to electronic music, more like Tiesto elements of life back in grade school. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like the first electronic stuff I heard. Um, and then throughout high school, there wasn't, uh, uh yeah. Skrillex was like popping off in high school. Yeah. Uh, but I, I didn't like, I thought I appreciated it, but I wasn't like passionate about it. But I think once I got to my first year of college, I went to a show. Um, was it Life in Color? <laughs> it was not. But I did. Damn I did it. go to Life in Color. I actually, I, yes, I saw. Our man. I saw Adventure Club play uh, at Life in Color, which is crazy too, because like that was. Did you get to tell them that? I did. That was the first tour I ever did was <laughs> with them, and I was like, Yeah, the Death or Glory tour. Right. right? I told them that, and it's pretty funny. <laughs> But uh, they probably like have bad memory, bad flashbacks from life and culture. <laughs> <laughs> like the hotel room covered in paint. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I, I guess like in, in college after going to a couple shows, uh, I just like fell more and more in love with like the music and hearing more like artists coming out than to like uh, Porter Robinson was a big one for, for like for me when I first heard Language. That was that was like a yeah. That was an influential song, I think, in uh, my like turning of uh, preference in music. And Same. <laughs> yeah, it's a great, it's a great tune. Um, it was ahead of his time for sure. But uh, yeah, I guess I just slowly grew more into it. You know, I went to more shows. I appreciated it. You know, it's that live element, like feeling yeah. that sound and like seeing everything to, like together. It just uh, yeah, it made me realize like oh shit i do have this musical background still and like i always had one buddy in high school who said like don't stop the music even though i told him i wanted to he's like never stop and that always like kind of stay in the back of my head so i was like fuck it i'll just might as well try this i love i love it so yeah seems to be working out all right for you i guess (laughs) (laughs) so what was that journey like starting with making music i know overthinker is of course the one that comes to my mind obviously it comes to probably a lot of people's minds as like yeah the breakout enzo song but it definitely wasn't your first song you had um what was it visions before that visionaries was uh, that? visionaries that's yeah right. and like to me that one was like my the that was like the song that i felt like i had gone through a process of you know learning ableton learning styles of music and uh taking in influence from other people around me and the music at the time. But I felt mm-hmm. like, yeah, visionaries was definitely the first time where I was like, damn, this is me. I feel like this, the sound represents mm-hmm. like my thoughts, like very well, even though the production at the time is just like, eh, it's okay. But it's probably, probably will always be my personal favorite. Um, like one of my buddies, no who rapped on it, uh, his lyrics just like nailed everything too. Like the whole, the whole vibe, the message. Did you come up with the the lyrics, or did he? No, that was that that, that was all him. I, I I had gave I'd given him like a theme and like everything, kind of what I was like thinking and trying to portray to the song. Um, 
and I I had designed like the art too, uh, without the without the like the title, and just kind of had this like look of it and everything. And mm-hmm. then he, uh, yeah, he just ran away with the lyrics and slayed it. I'm not not the best lyric writer, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I mean, if as long as you can convey like what you're thinking right, through the theme, yeah. like the terms that you can, yeah. I mean, other people that yeah are talented with lyrics can take that and run. Right. So. What would you say is like the main theme of that song? Like, is it still the same as it like now as it was then? Absolutely. Um, yeah, there's there's like a punchline that like uh, I I stress a lot is like positively energized. But right before the positively energized part, it goes focused on the enterprise. Oh, sorry, focused on the enterprise, positively energized, and like th- I mean, he summed up the theme basically in those two lines. Um, where it's just like, I don't know, you're like focused on authenticity and like, uh, your grind pretty much. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that, I mean, that's really pretty much it. I was like feeling, I was feeling like motivated and stoked at that time uh, about just like music in general. And that's, that's pretty much what those two lines kind of represent. It's not like too, anything too like deep or traumatic or sad. It's just like a, a good like happy motivated time yeah. of my life yeah even though i was living in a tiny tiny apartment on barely <laughs> barely making ends meet but i was loving it one thing that i specifically wanted to touch on because um i was kind of reading about it and it's fascinating to me it seems like very unique um sure is your creative process or like your more so your your kind of inspiration source for for songs um because in that chicago tribune article that um you know they did on you Mm -hmm. um the title alone which is crazy to me is enzo's songs begin life in his head as colors that he shapes um so can you explain that a little bit more because i feel like i've never heard that before that just like how visual your um, you know songwriting process um, starts at least from an inspiration standpoint like that's incredible to me that you kind of can really get inspired and write a song based on a vision or, or visual aspect yeah uh, I, I know there's like a name for like people who can like see colors with sound synthesia yeah that's not me I'm just just a just a disclaimer I, that's not <laughs> exactly it but yes uh, I, I do like see I like to if I see like a color or like just uh an atmosphere or um yeah just like a setting you know i I go through instagram now a bunch and like i follow a bunch of cool like artists and i'll like save a bunch that i think are really really cool and kind of a visually inspiring and when i look at something like that i'm like damn what what could i don't know i kind of just like imagine what sound would be happening uh that would be like epic with that um you know if if you watch things like you guys ever watched Lord of the Rings movies? I'm sure you have. Absolutely. Boys. I've just the only reason I referenced that because I just I rewatched the first one uh, the other day and just like the aesthetics, it's like the scenery. The it's amazing. It's amazing mm-hmm. and like it's timeless. Like you can watch it when like any time of the day or night. Like yeah. you can watch it in 20 years from now mm-hmm. and it's gonna be so like, good pleasing especially i like the elven kingdom i was ju- i was just gonna say yeah the, le- the elven kingdom is yeah. oh gosh just beautiful. like the way their hair is like even like the small things like the hair on like everything's like elegant the and, lower like, council like yeah it's insane and like the the music i and i was like noting in my head like the music that they had when they first entered that like the elvish kingdom mm-hmm. it was like mm-hmm. these 
it's like, like the, the gates was, of heaven yeah exactly it was yeah. like the, the like a large choir of voices and it was just it was beautiful and like that's i don't know that's why i think like a visual aspect and uh like an audio aspect they they need to coincide together and um they don't need to i guess but you know i i prefer it that way and this definitely uh one can feed off the other yeah i mean that it it sounds sort of like um you're able to think in terms of like movie scores yeah because that's pretty much like what they're doing and what you're describing absolutely yeah pretty, pretty much is is that of any interest to you in the like in the long-term future goals i would love to i i don't know if i have the ability the ability yet because like scoring a whole like a whole film is like <laughs> a lot oh, there's so many like uh it's not a small i literally tab. can't even yeah, imagine but yeah. like i i love like like epic parts for sure um i i feel like mm-hmm. i can definitely create something for a movie score yeah. but probably not a whole one yet because that ability is and like is something you gotta like learn for sure like just practicing yeah. but yeah there's so many like in like like little details little scenes that are just i don't know very unique it's stuff like the listener doesn't realize that they're experiencing, mm-hmm. but they yeah. are like subconsciously. Especially cuts. Yeah. Cuts are insane. Like I took a like two film classes, and you can spend like two years at least on cuts. Yeah, but I mean, when you think about it, like not to minimize you know film scoring because that's such an insane process. But when you think about writing, like especially electronic music, and I'm sure like your style of uh, of the music that you write it's probably not that far off like if at least from you know scoring like an, an orchestra because i mean you think about like i'm sure your project files can get like pretty big <laughs> yeah like i i don't know I, I could be way off but i imagine like your project files can get pretty big so if you have like say i don't know like an average of like a hundred plus tracks. Yeah, if and uh, if not larger, honestly. <laughs> yeah, my projects definitely get pretty large. My CPU hates me. So, <laughs> what's like an average number of tracks for one of your songs? Uh, I don't even. I I don't know. <laughs> um, I've had some tracks which I feel super like proud about, like uh, having made with like minimal tracks, like less than a hundred or something mm-hmm. like that. But for the most part, it's roughly like a hundred. Yeah. Um, a little over a hundred. Yeah um i've had i've had i've had some get to 200 yeah oh my god well still so that's yeah. still like a hundred plus sounds that you need to get right. working together maybe not playing at the same exact time but ultimately you know you need a hundred right. plus sounds all working together and, and with the way like yeah the tracks work like if you want to do something to uh one sound and then want to do another thing to that same sound sometimes it's just easier making a separate track for it right than, like, right uh yeah so Sometimes like that gets, you know, that's why a lot of tracks get piled up some sometimes. But yeah, no, I just feel like that that kind of visual <laughs> aspect of like finding inspiration in uh, visual things is is pretty unique. Like I, I don't know if I've ever really heard that from from anybody else, or at least as far as I know. Well, it's just I, I def, there's definitely I there definitely are I think um yeah there definitely are I have a uh, a buddy my Pluka he did a song with me uh Let It Slide and mm-hmm. Pluka yes. Yeah. Uh, he's great. Mm, big fan. Uh, I think he's super underrated. Um, but he uh, agreed. Last like little session we had, um, he was saying how he was like going through some pictures on, on Instagram, and I was like, oh no way, I do the same shit um, to like draw some inspiration. So he's on that. He's on that wave too. Are we gonna get a Pluco collab anytime soon? From him? 
uh, for you, you and him. Yeah. Uh, so we have one that's like pretty much done. Mm. Uh, it's uh, and our other buddies on it as well, uh, a line, and uh, it's it's pretty cool. I'm a big fan of it. The the atmosphere on it is it's like pretty chill. I think it was the last song I played on the 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 harmony mix. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Super chill. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, because that was the one where everyone in the chat was uh, freaking out because they wanted a song, and you were like, this is some new shit, and everyone was like, is this is this Overthinker? <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> like, and, and, like, your look at the camera, or not your look at the camera, but, like, I could just tell. Yeah. I imagined you. Like, what I imagined you, I imagined you looking at the camera like, like y'all silly motherfuckers, you're not getting overthinker. What's great, too, is because, like, uh, when I played Angst, it has Alan Watts in there, too. I just saw people, mm-hmm. like, in the comments. Uh, was that overthinker? Yeah, some people were like, did he play overthinker yet? And some people were like, yeah, he already played it. Like, yeah, yo, I saw that. I no. not even play it. Oh, man. That's so funny. But yeah, I just I threw that uh, that overthinker in there like a uh, last minute because I was like, oh, I'm not even gonna play it. I guess I'll th- I'll like do some version of it in this new song, just just for the mix. So yeah, yeah. Well, on the topic of Alan Watts, Alan Watts, since you mentioned it, um, he's an overthinker and he's an angst. Mm-hmm. I know, obviously, with overthinker being like your breakout, um, people probably associate you a lot with Alan Watts. Um, so does that affect like? how you make music or do you have any thoughts of um incorporating him in the future or is it kind of just as you like feel it you want to say okay now i want to mix alan watts uh yeah you totally nailed it it's kind of like as as i'm feeling as i'm sort of feeling some sort of uh relevance i guess uh Mm -hmm. so i mean it it is cool that you know overthinker has has become what it Mm -hmm. what it has and the association thing is it's cool because like i i just i hope to my only goal initially was just like to spread that message through, through the song, you know, and like think mm-hmm. more more people need to hear shit like that, and uh, th- that kind of goes back to the, the the movie thing, you know, like when you hear those words spoken without music, it's a little cut and dry, mm-hmm. but if you hear it with some cool music in the background, it's a little more impactful, and it's super powerful. Yeah, but I don't I don't think I'll be doing too much. Uh, more of it uh in the next handful of releases i'm sure i will Mm -hmm. if i find something uh, at least that is uh very resonating with me yeah you can't force it right exactly um those the 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 speech and overthinker and the one in angst i thought are just two very relevant ones they're perfect yeah they're very relevant yeah um Especially with me. I actually kind of like the angst one more than Overthinker, but like I'll let the masses decide yeah. themselves. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, no, I I might be with you on that. Do you listen to a lot of just like Alan Watts speeches? Uh, yeah, or, like I, read his I've, books. Yeah, I've gone through like hours and hours, um, going through his stuff, um, mostly just like listening on YouTube. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then another I, guy who I've like been into as well is uh, Carl Sagan. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. yes. Oh yeah. yeah. He's a beast. Well, they're kind of, I mean, they kind of, I feel like they kind of had, like, they were during similar times. Similar times, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, and, like, they spoke about similar things, but, like, mm-hmm. about, like, different aspects of those things, I feel like. Right, right. Uh, yeah, Carl Sagan's a little more focused on uh, the astronomical and cosmic scale of things and mm-hmm. pretending that philosophy to uh, our life and existence, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like if you're studying, you know, astronomy and um, everything like that, you know, space and the universe, I feel like just inherently you're going to get 
like have such incredible perspective that you're gonna naturally you know start to think about the philosophical side of yeah of, of everything and you know of humans and existence and, and things like that right i mean so uh you guys keep up with elon musk at all <laughs> yeah we <Yes>. are <laughs> okay so <laughs> Evan. yeah so people like i'm sure most people realize this but some might not like he didn't just start a space company just to start a space company and like make money you know mm-hmm. like he started it because i mean he's he's said this like many times he had like this idea of preserving consciousness this one like precious thing that we know that is so rare or at least we only know it here and like with humans mm-hmm. and maybe other things if you want to consider like an ant conscious who knows but mm-hmm. uh right he wants to preserve that he started the company to eventually create a like a long-term goal of getting another species to another planet to preserve that yeah. one thing you know and uh it's, it's just like that i don't know philosophy of thinking yeah if you're thinking about space and stuff it's not just you want to send a rocket up it's you want to do some something meaningful with it and absolutely i think that's yeah. uh i'm sure you know i'm a big elon musk guy so <laughs> <laughs> i think that's why he's uh he's a gem he is he must be protected at all costs <laughs> yes yeah. i mean someone's if we're ever going to survive as a species past the sun eating earth, like, right. Exactly. We have to move. Someone has to start. Exactly. It. So I, it, th- it's interesting. This pandemic thing is a good, uh, good time for people to fucking realize mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Are you, are you following the, the upcoming launch at all? Yeah. I, I was, assume you are. Yeah. I was bombed. It got canceled, yeah. but you know, yeah. safety, uh, I went to high yeah. school with some girl that originally went to work for NASA and then she quit NASA and then now she works at SpaceX. Oh. And so she's been like tweeting like all this. She's been like, like launch, like on Monday, she said launch this week, time to drown in red wine. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, then like, so I guess maybe, she, I guess maybe she drank too much or something. Yeah. Something went wrong. Yeah. No, that's great. That's awesome though. To see like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, someone who's like doing that. It's such like, like a great, great guy to work for and a great company to work for uh, i heard like all his companies have like the most and if there's like a way to study it or like take a poll on it but like the, the enthusiasm rate at all of his companies are through the roof i wonder if they realize like they're they're being part of like something bigger than them like they're part yeah. of like sending people to to mars essentially to. Oh, i'm sure yeah it's it's gotta be quite it's, the feeling it's gotta be like a part of the criteria i feel like if you're gonna get hired for mm-hmm. one of his companies yeah oh yeah she went through like a ton of like interviews mm-hmm. and like they they asked her like the weirdest questions like asked her like not like what's her favorite movie but like what does she look for in movies like just weird things like that to yeah. like find out like how she thought that's cool yeah he said he doesn't hire like he doesn't hire the people from harvard all the time you know he'll hire the people who he sees like has like the passion, the drive, the willingness to to learn and dedicate themselves. So yeah, I mean, you kind of like need that when you're working on projects, like even outside of like the boring company or, um, you know, SpaceX. But like stuff like Neuralink, like that kind of stuff is is like so beyond just like advancing technology. Like that's like next level like stuff that you need. You don't need smart people, but like people who th- yeah. can think outside the box. Jeez, yeah, that's next level. Yeah, I mean, like that that's beyond just like making, you know, electronic autonomous vehicles. That's like yeah. possibly like the matrix. Yeah. Yeah. It's like possibly changing or grasping the idea of consciousness and everything like that. Like, yeah. I, the, and like the, the message I seem to be getting from 
him through like his interviews and stuff about Neuralink is that like all the crazy stuff that everybody's like super either scared or hyped about. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like long term stuff, you know. It's like mm-hmm. maybe like ten, fifteen, twenty years from now. But like the most re- like uh, realistic short term thing that's super cool about Neuralink is that it can like heal most brain injuries, like paralysis, wow. some, like dementia, um, any kind of like thing like that with the brain, and that that is literally world changing mm-hmm. shit right there. Oh yeah, know? I mean that's saving hundreds of thousands of lives, like, and probably lengthening uh, people's. Uh, lifespans too absolutely which brings up a whole other slew of mm-hmm. questions and thoughts like how long yeah. how long can we live without these kind of diseases mm-hmm. and to find something that like can work for the most mysterious thing known to man the brain like yeah they're mm-hmm. making progress exactly. that's for sure yeah i'm ready for bionic brains and <laughs> uploading consciousness yeah. i'll be the first in line <laughs> Dude, that'd be so crazy, I, like, to think, if you were, like, if you had your consciousness, like, in a different vessel, you probably wouldn't even, like, associate yourself as yourself so much. You, I don't even know. That'd be so funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, that brings up the question, like, if if you are your consciousness in your body, and they say, okay, we're going to upload your consciousness to this this chip via Neuralink, whatever, mm-hmm. however you want to do it, do you remain conscious as you're shifted? Is it taking your consciousness and moving it or is it just making a copy where then your original copy is still you but this new copy that they've uploaded now thinks that it's you even though you're still in your body and like living they would have to kill your body but then you're essentially dead so then you're just creating a copy of yourself not actually uploading your consciousness i don't know so that's an interesting take uh i i kind of i was i was wondering if it's more like you extract like you like extract your consciousness you leave your body and slash vessel behind mm-hmm. and like let's say you get uploaded to like uh i don't know some like egg like figure kind of right. kind of referencing like black mirror here black but mirror yeah, yeah exactly um something like that but like yeah you it'd be hard to like associate your, uh, if you would really associate yourself as yourself because you know yourself as this person you know your face you know mm-hmm. your limbs you know your body that is right like a huge like a huge part of you you know and i feel like mm-hmm. you probably get pretty dis- disoriented or disassociated if your consciousness was was to be uploaded to something yeah else it's like a an actual out-of-body experience yeah yeah which i wonder like is it then like meditating where like you those quiet moments when you're meditating where it's just your thought if it's just like that all the time mm-hmm. interesting who knows yeah you guys in a meditation yeah yeah i've so i've recently actually just started um a couple weeks ago i listened to a couple i listened to an alan Alan watts guided meditation on youtube actually oh sick yeah which i'm I'm still learning i'm i'm not gonna say that i'm an expert but Mm -hmm. i'm starting to to understand like what it is to Mm -hmm. meditate yeah which i wasn't even sure what i was looking for at first honestly um but i i think i'm starting to get it for lack of a better term, I, I assume you are into that. Yeah, definitely. That's I think you described that pretty well. Like, no one really is an expert on it. Like, I guess you can consider monks kind of like experts on it, but mm-hmm. it, you know, it's it's definitely hard to like achieve what you um, kind of end up achieving. But you don't really mm-hmm. know until it like, starts to happen. It is it is hard though. It takes a lot of times and a lot of time each time. Um, but I was, I was definitely more, I was more into it, like, like, uh, 
regularly doing it probably a year ago, maybe two. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of have like fallen off of it. I, I try to keep up with it. You know, it's probably me just being lazy. It's if anything, it's like anything else, you know, you got to sustain sustainability is so important. Yeah. And, yep. Um, it's definitely like a, it t- yeah. takes some effort to go and, and do it. Yeah. You have to carve out some of your day to do it. And yeah. it has to be like just a part of your routine. Yeah. And like it, it, mentally too, it's, it's, it's like a challenge. It's like you're really f- oh. forcing like this almost encoded way of thinking to not think that way anymore and, mm-hmm. and start to adapt a new way. Yeah. And that's like, it's harder than just like lifting a weight, you know, it's like your brain is so, Oh, absolutely. Even a muscle. It's so different that it's almost harder to try to think differently. Yeah. It's so sporadic. I've, I've found that mm-hmm. I think a lot more than I ever thought I would think, which makes no sense, but oh yeah, uh, it's, it's, I, I'm always on, it's always on. I, it's hard to, turn that off right which, which is which is what's, yeah, what it's great for you know quieting yeah. quieting the mind i've had some moments where i'm like oh wow that was interesting yeah so i i just really got into it um this at the beginning of this year so i kind of started in january and it's crazy because it was like completely a completely foreign concept to me and i really didn't know anything about it but when i first started learning about what it was and doing it it's like so interesting because it's this like mindset that i had never even like thought existed and this concept of like you know and it kind of goes back to to overthinker like you're thinking about thoughts and right you know just kind of spirals like that and you get into like a you know a thought loop but it, it's such a crazy concept to think like so many people if you don't even if you've never tried it you probably don't even know the concept of like Mm -hmm. what it is and what it really is trying to do and it's you know easing the mind like you said and Mm -hmm. and yeah it's like trying to encode just like new i don't know new pathways of thinking connections in your brain yeah i don't know yeah i'm not a scientist (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) It's all about living in the moment. Mm-hmm. I think that helps, at least for me. Definitely. All right, I got a good question. Sure. Took this whole time to think of. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we we heard so, some insider information that you really like Hans Zimmer, which is fitting considering, you know, your similar sound in a way. Um, have you played a Hans Zimmer song in your set? Because like uh for instance like Alinium plays time he played time does he on really his tour. oh that's cool yeah he, he played crawl out of love over time oh that's that, sick. that was the awake 1.0 intro that's that's super dope uh and i feel like it could work really well especially with you definitely i, I was uh, i was thinking about trying to make an m83 song work um which i, I find mm. like some elements of yeah, his, uh similar. his music yeah similar to like Hans mm-hmm. Zimmer, just like that epic they feeling. all sound like kind of outrun, like you're flying through space, yeah. you know, with 3D lines everywhere. Literally. But yeah, I, th- I thought about it. I have not, though, but I thought about it. Uh, speaking of it, like Hans Zimmer that uh, and like space and the mind and everything, uh, Interstellar, I think, has one of the greatest soundtracks oh, he's yeah. ever done. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Amen. Definitely. Yeah. Like that deserved like two oscars yeah. like they could have nominated it again yeah <laughs> yeah that's probably it that for sure is my favorite movie yeah it's great it it's so epic for lack of a better word i just i watched some stuff on youtube like that kind of explains the ending i'm sure you guys like get the ending but 
um, I, I kind of get it too, but to have someone kind of like break it down and explain for sure everything, it was kind of mind mind blowing, like even to another level. I'll, I'll, Do you remember I'll, any of it? Uh, not not really. I could not like recite okay. it, and I would probably not do it justice even if I did. <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll definitely I'll send you guys links after this. Oh heck yeah! All right, everyone, Google it too. Yeah. So yeah, because it's an interesting ending, and you you think you get it, but I'm sure there's probably a lot of deeper implications right. to them. Well, because a lot of it, it, like the ending, is like the only really theoretical part that is like unknown like what's inside mm-hmm. a black hole right um, right and like uh, alternate dimensions you know but uh yeah yeah the, the way they this guy breaks it down is pretty cool pretty pretty cool <laughs> yeah i mean so many of those concepts are like just so insane to me like just the, the alone that the thought alone that time is affected by gravity and like how time is essentially scaled which is probably the wrong way to put it but you know like the further away they got from earth like you know the long like a minute wherever they you know he was or they were was like five years on earth like that's so crazy right so yeah it's it's uh yeah it's insane but like we it, it is like a real thing they had they had like um some like instruments go up into space like even even time runs different from people on the international space station than for people down here. It's like very minimal though. Very minimal. Mm -hmm. But time does run a little different for them because they're experiencing a little less gravity. Um, Oh, and then like, I think with like the traveling away from like earth, obviously, you know, like um, things are actually, I don't know if that makes sense. Kind of unrelated, but uh, basically light travels at a certain speed and so does if you were to like send a message or like a like a oh like a radio wave or something you know it takes it takes like you know the same thing as like the sun taking seven minutes or nine minutes or whatever for mm-hmm. the light to get here that's just crazy too God yeah damn, like the scale yeah. breaking that down like even the stars that we see in the sky like that's what we're like that's in the past dude it's taking the light that long just to get here yeah that's so crazy I could talk about this shit all day. It's like uh, you and me both, man. <laughs> I'm such a I'm such a space geek, dude. Same, same. <laughs> oh, like when it had the the space on our birthdays, Evan. Oh yeah, that was the uh, the Hubble telescope. It has online. You can go and um, like type in your birthday, and it shows like a picture that the Hubble telescope took on your birthday from from a year. Oh, it's like a web, it's like a website, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, like this. That's pretty cool. Evans was cool. Yeah, we'll uh, trade you the link to that for the link to the Interstellar video. Yeah, <laughs> we'll trade you links. <laughs> Sounds good. So so if Shaq dances to one of your songs in a commercial. <laughs> yeah. That must have been so wild. Does Shaq personally call you? Yeah, dude, he, uh, he just hit me up one day and was like, yo, Enzo, <laughs> let, me, uh, use, let me use your song. No. You sound sarcastic, oh, but I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Actually, like the other guy in that video, like the professional dancer guy, mm-hmm. he, uh, he hit me up. And what, he said, like, sick, sick beats, bro. Can we use your song? Well, that sounds like a YouTube comment. <laughs> Great beats, much... Much, much fan. Much love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> much band. Uh, <laughs> how, so how does that usually work if people want to like use your your music? Because you've had Dell, you've had GoPro, you've had Shaq. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I mean, sometimes they'll reach out to me directly. I also have a guy who, um, who like, I, he, like, takes a, he, like, takes a cut of it for, like, helping navigate some of those things. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I did, like, a GoPro thing, and they he was like in touch with people 
at GoPro and he was basically like, Oh, you guys are looking, they were like, we're looking for music. Do you have any? And this guy who I like give a cut to, he's like, Oh yeah, I have this, this artist Enzo. He has a song. It might, you might find it fitting. So sometimes it works like that. Sometimes it's like totally organic. Um, like Del, Del like straight up hit me up directly. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah, which is kind of crazy. So let's just say like S- Dell at Dell dot com or something. Slid into the I DMs. For, I'm not gonna give you their email, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a song I need to pitch to them. <laughs> um, but yeah, they'll just sometimes like hit me up directly, or like my management. But I mean, that's getting your brand out in ways that yeah are just astronomical. Yeah, and to think that people like at Dell, you know, like even heard or like with my it. Music. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty funny. Um, it, it was great too. Cause like they, uh, it was like, not just like one person at Dell. Like I had like a phone call with them. They had like a whole, like, oh, wow. like a whole a team, team talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it sounds like an episode of Dave. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet, but oh I've heard good gosh, things. I've heard must. good things. Yeah. You must definitely. Yeah. It's funny. I was, I was like, oh, this is not really necessary, but <laughs> what do you guys want to do? <laughs> it sounds like a marketing team. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're like, how do? What do you guys think of it? And you just hear like, oh, we love it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, there's like, like ten people. <laughs> Sounds like some of you were getting paid for not doing a whole lot, but <laughs> someone at Dell like just turned off their future based playlist walking into that meeting and is like, all right, I got an artist we need to reach out to. <laughs> oh man. So this is a question that we ask um, all of our guests, and. Uh, always am like really interested to hear the answer and i feel like you've had oh boy um <laughs> no I, I feel like you've had a ton of these moments um but what's the most surreal uh place or like moment that your music has taken you you know you kind of step back and we're like wow like i can't believe this and you know it's, it's all because of music yes <laughs> <laughs> um hmm. i'm trying to think Say right now, please. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was doing the Electric Talk podcast. <laughs> I don't want to take extra long now. Hold on. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to like sift through a handful of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. I mean, that's cool and all. Like you know, Shaq and someone like as big and as popular as him. There's definitely been a handful of like pretty popular people who like have you know mm-hmm. hit me up and like saying they like my my stuff. But I think kind of the more surreal thing was uh, I, I played a home. It was like my first ever headline hometown show. And uh, I didn't even like know, like I had some friends come out, but like it, it, it was like a packed house. And I don't remember. I don't, I don't know if it sold out. I don't think it did. But um, it was like at the House of Blues, like a legendary venue. And like after the show, you know, people like everybody like stayed and like were I don't know, they were like chanting like like Enzo, Enzo and like I don't know, it kinda made oh, me wow. tear up a bit. That was like the first time I, I experienced anything like that and I don't know, I didn't even like again, I know it's a hometown show but I really didn't even like know ninety percent of ninety five percent of the people there. And it was just mm-hmm. nice to see something like that. Um It's like your version of when the quarterback wins like the high school championship and they like all put him <laughs> on their shoulders yeah. and start chanting his name. Yeah, ex- yeah, definitely. That's that's a <laughs> <laughs> that's a fantastic analogy welcome to a watcher talk <laughs> great comparisons <laughs> <laughs> similes and smiles yeah that's cool uh yeah i mean that's like your your homecoming show definitely and then uh 
I think that, and then I don't know. Getting uh, getting hit up by an agency was like it felt like a big deal. Um, and my manager was like, you know, you know, if you get hit up by an agency, agency, it's like a pretty like big deal. And like when that happened, I was like, oh, oh shit. You know, I guess like they're noticing something, and that I don't know. That was a pretty cool thing to get signed to UTA. Um, yeah. And then I oh, mean, that's I, I've had a few moments where. Uh, Liquid Stranger brought me on stage for yeah like, uh, his set at Spring Awakening, and it was like the like just because like I we had like just got in touch and like I had just uh, given him like the EP that they were gonna release, and um, he like wanted to bring me on stage to play a couple songs, and it was the most amount of people I have ever like had uh, be in like in front of me in uh, on the stage. And when I went up there, I feel like I just like blacked out. I don't even remember what happened. <laughs> it was like it was so overwhelming and intense. But uh, that was it's it's now like become a memory. Uh, but even though I felt like I blacked out, I didn't. But it yeah. was definitely just like holy shit. I mean, you're still pretty early in your career. I mean, I feel like you're gonna have a lot more of those moments. Yeah. Specifically for you, for your like festival slots real soon definitely yeah uh hopefully with the festivals um um but the large larger like larger crowds and whatnot have definitely been coming through like on the on the tours and stuff like that which has been cool and like playing shows with ellis dream uh playing in front of some large crowds and i'm definitely like comfortable with it now and like i enjoy it but i I do like the the small like small show sometimes it's like really really intimate Mm -hmm. um but yeah hopefully Next time festivals happen, I'll at least I'll at least start getting some sets that aren't peak middle of the day where the sun's just blazing down on me. <laughs> yeah, you're you're. I can only imagine your music like at night. It deserves a night slot. Right? It really like, does. Oh yeah. Give me like a Inzo triply like late night set. One a.m. Yeah. I, I want know. that. I mean, I think I think it ends at like maybe at one. So like, put them on it. Put them on twelve. Yeah, it'd be it'd be uh, yeah. ideal dream come true to play like a Enzo outside with the stars, dude. Uh, uh, yeah, like a sunset, like going into the night show. Ooh, yes, oh, yes. And like you, oh, and you gotta do like a journey kind of vibe with it. Then. Yeah, oh. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm getting too excited now. Dude, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, yeah. So I remember playing uh, Spring Awakening, and it was like my first festival ever. I was like the, I think the first slot. Um, so like the gate, like doors just open. Like there weren't like many people, but I had some people. At the, I play like the main stage, but it was like the first lot. Not many people were there. It was so like peak sun in the like the hottest oh, day man. ever. I was sweating bullets. The CDJs were literally like the mixer, not the C- the CDJs are like plastic, but mm-hmm. the 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 mixer's metal. And oh, no. it was actually even the plastic was so hot. I was literally like, burning my fingertips trying to like touch. <laughs> touch them. oh shit oh they're like he's really good at djing he's like <laughs> really fast with these with these knob turns and shit and you're really like i'm just ow, like ah, ow, ah, ow. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then like i couldn't even like see uh, like anything on the cdjs because the sun was just like sucking away the light from coming off the cdjs yeah it was uh it was needless to say a brutal experience yeah and i'll say i, I train wrecked so happens, I mean, happens to that. the best of us. Happens to the best of us. It's gotta happen. You know, if you don't, if you don't train rack at least once, at least once, you know, you gotta. What, what made you? What made you think that was a train? Oh, wreck? just like uh, I, I like, 
I missed like a couple of my cue points and then one of the songs like basically I, I didn't play music for like at least 45 seconds <laughs> it's just it's it's building the intensity of this that's of when the like you yes. act like something came unplugged and you're or I'm like, like oh it's their guys. fault yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> I, I need tech yeah right the guy comes up. Nah, it happens. Yeah. He's like, bro, just plug it in. You're like, shut, <laughs> you're like, shut up. up, dude. Just hold on a sec. <laughs> I thought you're doing something. Yeah. <laughs> dude, honestly, though, like when you're when you're in the crowd and that happens to a DJ, I guarantee you the audience is not. They give don't a really. Shit. Yeah, they don't really care. It's just part of it. That's. I'm like the dude that like so, like the music cuts out and I like keep singing the song. Yeah. And, like, I like try to get everyone else in the crowd to sing it too, and like no one's down with it, but I'm like yeah. acting like they are. Yeah. No, it's definitely a le- lesser of a deal when you're like watching but it's definitely like anxiety inducing when you're oh um, yeah when you're up there doing it yeah i can imagine yeah so you you mentioned uh you sent over an ep to um liquid stranger Mm -hmm. is is there still an an upcoming release um and multiverse uh, well, th- there's a an EP planned for the later this year, correct? Um, I don't know actually. Uh, I have like a, an accumulation of songs. Um, but uh, I, 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 next thing I want to do, um, I do have like an EP in mind. I have a, like a batch of songs that are like that mesh well together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not complete though. I I want to rework a couple things and maybe add one or two more songs to it. Um. The dreaming song would have fit perfectly on there, but I was just like, "Fuck it, I like this one. I just want to, I just want to put Send it out." out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's kind of like similar to that vibe. Um, but I, th- that one, yeah, I'm not sure when that'll come out. But uh, for now, I'm just gonna be putting out like a handful of singles at least until things kind of get back to somewhat normality. Maybe I'll do yeah. an EP or maybe an album. But I would like to make it a little more cohesive. Multiverse was like very. Um, experimental for me just yeah like each song is there's like no consistent genre really um it was kind of like my time to put together kind of like a compilation of something that shows my versatility and mm-hmm. um i think the next ep i want to do or the next like the, any like future eps i want to do i want it to be a little more cohesive yeah so well i think even with naming it multiverse kind of it's right. the theme of having different exactly. genres in it or sounds. Yeah, exactly. But I do have like the that one with Bluka and a line. Uh that one's like super chill and like vibey, kinda psychedelic. Uh and then I have one that I wrote on the Liquid Stranger Tour. Which by the way, just like being in that environment, like every day, like on the bus, like doing shows, having some like yeah. some downtime in between shows. That that's like such a an inspiring environment to like be like in your element and writing music and some people like might find it hard but like for me i was like damn i like want to do nothing but write music all the time yeah. and so now that i'm home it feels harder i'm still doing it but it's just like man that felt great to be doing that at that time but i had yeah, yeah so i have one that like i wrote that's like a lot heavier oh i, I played in the uh in the mix as well i even like said a little something before it oh yeah that harmony mix it's in there yeah oh yeah some heavier stuff oh yeah yeah, yeah. mm-hmm because there was two new ones, right? Uh, like two new. Yeah, there were. Uh, yeah, there were uh, a couple new ones in there. Um, yeah, I still want to do that. Don't get me wrong. Like, make heavier stuff. Make some like chill stuff. Um, as of late, just like being in this kind of somewhat depressive state of the world. Uh, 
just society. society. Like, like a boredom. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I've, I've like, I like really want to make chill, chill stuff as of late. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just something to vibe to. Uh, but uh, I'll definitely still keep doing different stuff, some funky stuff, some heavy stuff. So I think the world needs chill right now. Definitely. I think we could use that. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm out of questions. I thought of that one. I did good. Do you have any questions for us? Uh, yeah. Uh, you guys, uh, you guys like shrooms? <laughs> okay. I didn't want to bring All it up. Right. But I'm so glad you just did. <laughs> grandma, okay, grandma, and mom and dad. I'm sorry. Beautiful segue. <laughs> Everyone, sit down. Yeah, sit back down. Okay. So, microdosing, huh? Mm-hmm. So like, microdosing. Who taught you that? The internet? Yeah. Let's let's <laughs> let's travel this route. How did you get to? Just well, let's talk about it. What are your thoughts? That's funny. Who taught you that? The internet? Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. I've kind of been doing like research on it. Uh, like hearing some speaking of podcasts, uh, like some Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, yes. He's had a handful of, um, I don't even know what to call them. Neuro- well, like Terrence McKenna type. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. People. Yeah. 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 And the science there is like there, you know, and like it's, mm-hmm. it seems like they're really can't be much harm from it and yeah like why not so i I tried experimenting with just like some regular doses and then microdosing uh i have a friend a musical friend i probably i don't know if it's probably shouldn't name his name but uh (laughs) he was on he was on the ascension tour and uh yeah you don't have to drop any names that's good he he was like uh he was like yeah but microdosing like uh, every day it's like like one of the greatest things and so I like reli- like not religiously, but more frequently, I've been like trying to do um, some microdosing of psilocybin, um, mm-hmm. and it's great. And like all the studies say, like at least eighty percent of people after even just doing one dose are like uh, have reported back just like overall like happier, I guess. So mm-hmm. um, it's not even just like a happiness thing, but just like a it just seems like it's good for the brain, a good perspective shifts like why some people smoke weed you know uh for that for that perspective shift sometimes that you need right um only thing with me with like weed is that it's uh, i don't know sometimes it's just a little lethargic and kind of makes me feel unproductive but right yeah what i like to um pair it with coffee definitely yeah definitely that would make it better because i'm the same way yeah i gotta have coffee with it but it gotta yeah no so you started with like a normal dose, you said, correct? Yeah, first like first few times I've I've done. What was? It. Do you have any like insights to share? Any like any experiences from that that you remember? Yeah, sure. Uh, n- not like um, nothing like specific, but like just the overall thing that I've learned mm-hmm. is uh, you you gotta like this is where I think meditation can help is getting your mind in a good place um, before you do psychedelics because. Um, I remember the first time I ever did like a psychedelic, it was like one of the greatest, happiest experiences of my life. And I felt like I was a much more in a good way, ignorant and uh, just like carefree. And that I think had such a impact on why it was such a great experience for me. But like the older I got, the more I started to experience some not so great things and have kind of more, uh, questioning thoughts and not, not right. like the best thoughts and uh definitely I've, I've had not the best trips nothing like too like crazy bad but um just things that would make me feel uneasy and it's just because like mm-hmm. it's my anxiety and 
basically just me yeah kind of it kind of it kind of get like a paranoia feeling but mm-hmm. uh nothing like you know again nothing too crazy it's just like more like anxiety inducing sometimes if you're not in the right state and that's why i think meditating before um or just like regularly getting your mind to be in a better overall place before you do psychedelics you'll end up getting a better experience but that's what the thing with microdosing is you don't get to that level at all to where you'd have to worry about that yeah is it just like a little bit of like a creative boost or like a mood boost type thing with microdosing that you feel i i wouldn't even i, I, I wouldn't even classify it as like i any anything like that it's just almost like you take your vitamins every day to me it's kind of something like that where you you don't feel anything too significant from it you just you know it's there you know it's doing something and yeah i try i almost try not to focus on it if i'm microdosing I, like sometimes i'll forget and you're just like having a good time having a good day you know but yeah it's not even like anything i don't take enough to like even notice it right right right, right. You, i mean if you're going about your day you don't really want to notice it you want to just kind of like reap the benefits subconsciously exactly yeah exactly yeah um so, yeah speaking of like the the visual thing we were talking about earlier um i don't know about you guys but whenever i take psilocybin my vision kind of not right away too it's like after the first little bit and like towards like the coming down of it my vision hue starts to change kind of towards like a pink salmon color for everything wow it's kind of really it's kind of interesting yeah but it's kind of nice though like <laughs> it makes everything feel warm and, and like pastelli yeah yeah kind of like pastelli but like it, it just makes everything feel like it's like when you put those like some people have like glasses that like just change the, the tint and shade of everything you're looking at mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's like it's kind of like that but like very subtle but in a very warm like warming way like a sepia type filter over everything something like that yeah yeah so i i don't experience that but um like the saturation of colors for me. Yeah. Um, it just, everything like pops. Yeah. And like the greens are like actually green for like the first time. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy what it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you get closed eyes visuals at all? Uh, yes. Uh, if I am like, like actually heavy, heavy. Dosing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've had some, the, my favorite part about like going heavy, um, Mom, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> it's like just closing my eyes. It's like you're opening them somewhere else. I don't know how else to describe it, but huh. you close your eyes and That's it's like you're opening them. Yeah. Which it's it's crazy. Yeah. And by the way, we, uh, it's it's being decriminalized and legalized, so I feel That's like right. it's, it's a relatively okay time. I can talk about Yeah, there you it. go. I was, say, I was in Denver. Yeah, we're all in Denver right now. We're all, yeah. we're all in Denver? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every time I've done it, it's been in Denver. Thanks for, coming, yeah. thanks for coming out, Mike. Hey. Glad you brought that up. Yeah. <laughs> How's the airport? <laughs> he drove. There's no flights right now. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. He stayed six feet away from all cars on the way here. <laughs> yeah, honestly, God, I love Denver. Um, I would, like, low-key want to try to move there. I know. I was, like, super honestly, personally offended when you weren't on that uh on the schlump tour and that was me too me too i was was so offended i got there so early too i was like he'll show up anyway (laughs) you did it i'm still mad (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) i love denver great great electronic music city and just a good good city in general yeah and i love the mountains to do there yeah exactly oh there's so much we went i went last last summer i think yeah it was last summer um 
and like we just just chill the whole time and it's just it's so relaxing there mm-hmm. it's like the whole the energy of the city is just so yeah so chill yeah, the, the, I love it. the reason i moved is because i went to dead rocks one year and everyone was just like way too nice and i'm from texas where like people aren't very nice well like they are but like it's not the nice that i really care about personally mm-hmm. and but, like people here like you walk up to them like hey man like what's up you want to smoke this i'm like hey i'm tony they're like i don't care smoke this like, all right <laughs> that's funny and i was like all right i have to move here it's all i mean it's it just like people it seems like it's almost kind of like the same thing it shows where like you feel like you're on like a team but like i feel like that sounds like hmm. i want to say community but like i just get tired of saying community like the power of community no that's that's cool though i mean that's that's real as far like it yeah. makes you that's a real thing you know that's like that communal bond like that's how people are in chicago too sometimes like having like we're all like chicago people and like everybody kind of has mm-hmm. that unspoken like connection so yeah uh, yeah it makes sense you ever uh you ever go hiking at all i mean uh yeah i went hiking i've been trying to go hiking like every weekend with my girlfriend because oh yeah the rest of, she's a nurse so she like works through through the week and like i just sit at home and i'll play video games and uh <laughs> And go to school, you know, and stuff. Right. But uh, play playing a lot of video games more than I should. <laughs> so she's like, you have to do something. Like you have to go outside with me. And like we've been trying to like hang her hammock in like cool places every weekend. Hell yeah! So that's kind of like our thing right now. That's sick. Yeah, big big fan of hiking out there. It's beautiful. Oh yeah, I'm a big fan of hiking and like the view. But like uh, breathing is hard. I need like oh, a third yeah. one here. It's yeah. terrible. It's, it's crazy but i must say like just the air in general in denver is so much cleaner than yeah like yeah, any and other the water city. is great like i have like ghetto ass apartment tap water and it's so good yeah i don't even like water dude the uh <laughs> the the life expectancy in colorado is like higher than most states just because the lifestyle out there is overall healthier huh. yeah 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 like they, they hike they oh, eat yeah. healthy like it's everything there's so many like vegan restaurants and like healthy places mm-hmm. they smoke a lot of weed and do shrooms mm-hmm. i mean <laughs> i mean you've never driven here so <laughs> it's terrible it's so bad it's worse than houston and houston it's getting like, bad for sure i hate so to be that guy but it can't be worse than new york right true yeah that is oh whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta play the play the new york card wait tony you say you're are you from uh, houston yeah i'm from houston okay cool um I liked I like Houston. I was only there once for the the show with uh, LS Dream and Shalom, but uh, yeah. yeah, super sick there. Yeah, I had I had a bunch of friends go to that show and they saw you and everyone was you know was all pumped. Yeah, uh, they you know I only got like sixty percent volume and they literally turned down the subs, but that's how it goes. So. Oh no! Yeah, it's all right. But, Do they not know who you are? Eh, it's all right. Dude. It's I'll just, talk to them. That's him. how it goes, you know. The opening yeah. slot. But it's just, yeah, it's a bummer because, like, you can't deliver that experience. And it's not like it's bass music or anything, you know? So. <laughs> yeah, That's so no. upsetting. I'm upset for you. It's okay. Got to pay, pay your dues, you know? I was going to say, you got to pay your dues. Exactly. Unfortunately, I guess that's how it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we said before you got on the call. We were like, we need to get him in here and, like, before he, like, is way too big to talk to us. <laughs> yeah. Because in a year from now, like, you're you're going to be, like... Electric who? Yo, no. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be playing, like, s- such bigger slots. It's going to be nice. Yo, be, yo, you guys are doing, like, great stuff, though. You guys are, like, definitely on the come up with, like, a lot of things. And you got some big people, uh, you know, like, 
at least I don't know if like they're re- like necessarily repping you, but like interacting and noticing. So True. Yeah, you, yeah. you guys around like let's be on this come up together, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Heck yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, my internet sucks. I think I'm kind of on a delay here from you guys talking, but yeah, well if you think about it, our uh to do like, you know, um podcasts via different locations, uh our voices have to literally get sent up. Well, through this, through our mics and the computer up to a satellite and then back down. True, true. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. I mean, when you put it that way, what we're doing here is pretty incredible. We're yeah. all together in a server room. Oh, yeah. Like our <laughs> vibrations and zeros and ones are like practically <laughs> sitting at a table. Yeah. Well, I mean, we are just in a simulation, so right. that's also so true. Yeah, true. Also true. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure Elon Musk has come out and say. And said that we're all in a simulation. So the, these are the probability. Pro- the are. probability is great. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think he knows for sure. No. But yeah. But he would be the one to know if anyone does. <laughs> if find if out. anyone is to find out for sure, it's going to yeah, be Elon like, Musk. Yeah. Yeah. Or his kid. His son will be the first one to <laughs> yeah. figure it out. I feel like. Yeah. Some Murph shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Is Matthew McConaughey Elon Musk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually based on true events with Elon Musk. He's like, this is the guy you guys got for me. Uh, what video games you guys playing? Um, uh, Valorant closed beta just ended, I think yesterday. Uh, which is a Riot FPS. It's like Riot that made uh, League of Legends. That company they made uh, okay their version of Counter Strike, basically with like abilities similar to Overwatch. Okay, that's cool. So I, but I play like. Overwatch. I just started playing League of Legends. Uh, I play Rocket League. Sick. Um, Rocket League's hard. My friends yell at me a lot. They get really mad at me in that game because <laughs> I don't like to turn off ball cam a lot. So I'm like driving into them, and I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, and and Madden. Mm. Madden has been a topic lately because we're bored. And, the only uh, football. And no Cyberpunk isn't coming out, and. Yeah, Enzo, what what games do you play? Uh, I, I've been in. Uh, I'm like I'm proud, able to say I think I'm pretty good at Rocket League. That's like one of my be- really? best games. Yeah, um, that and Warzone, pretty much. That's like the only two I'm really playing. Oof. Yeah. What, what rank are you in on Rocket League? I'm curious. Uh, I am Diamond One in doubles, Ooh. and then Platinum something. In Ooh. Threes. Damn. Okay. Yeah. He checks out. See, he I'm, is actually I'm that, good. But <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I'm diamond in like group, but no, I don't know. I I always think like, oh, I'm I'm decent at this game. I cannot break out of gold. Th- uh, was it gold three? Is that the last gold tier? Yeah, I can't break out of gold for the life of me. Damn, I've tried. Damn, I don't know. Oh, see, I feel like I'm hard stuck in plat. Yeah, like constantly, <laughs> in like all games in Overwatch, like League of Legends, though I'm bronze. The cool thing about Rocket League, and we we touched on this with Roman Silver actually, um, it's like. Monster Cat is so well oh, yeah. displayed yeah. in Rocket League. I found um when it first when I first started playing Rocket League, whenever that came out on PlayStation, I forgot. But like I was surprised to like say, Oh, I listen to these this music and also like it's in the game. It's cool to see like those kind of those yeah. worlds collide. Two, two great worlds collide, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's wonderful. It's kinda of like the blossom of it into the mainstream, like the twenty fifteen, sixteen era, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. That was like the second wave, I guess, after Skrillex. Yeah, I'm not sure like what the the year was, but I know what you, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. 
Wait, so are we gonna get an Enzo song on Rocket League? Oh, dude, that'd be Lord. sick. If I if I can get a song on Monster Cat, they're pretty they they're they're pretty uh, um, particular with their sound, you know. So yeah, that's a good point. Uh, it was a crazy thing, uh, you know, kind of like the Shack thing. Um, someone sent me a video of Ninja. He was like, yeah, getting down to Visionaries. He's like, yo, this is the greatest song ever. Huh. And like, oh really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> someone sent me a video of that. And uh, it's like it's just like randomly shuffled, I guess, like on his uh, his buddy's playlist who he was playing with. Wow. Um, but I was gonna say, I feel like I don't know if he plays Rocket League, but if I could take Ninja on anything, I feel like it could be Rocket League. So. Oh, Ninja! You heard it here I heard first. Heard it here first. He's Ninja. definitely Let's listening. Go. What'd you well, say, you little shit? <laughs> you can beat me in Rocket League. You talk to your mom with that mouth. Kiss your mom with that mouth. I, I wonder if he does play Rocket League at all. I'm sure he's I'm sure he's dabbled, but yeah. yeah. Do you? I mean, he's also like compiled a, an electronic compilate compilation album. Oh yeah. Oh really? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, with like what was it? Who was Tiesto that? And what was that called? Yeah, there was people on it too. Mm-hmm. I think Cray was on it too. What was that called? I know exactly like, what you're talking about. Yeah. So I mean, Ninja Works. Ninja wow, Works. That's it. Tiesto, Alesso. GTA, Tycho, Artie, Cray, Cascade, Nero, Dylan Francis, Ducky. Wow. Uh, what? <laughs> so, uh, Ninja, if you're listening. He is. I think Ninja works too. I, I think it's possible. Maybe have your, your guy. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I would love to. Yeah, if, I mean, if he, if he, fu- if he fucks with Visionaries. Your guy. You know? Guy, if you're listening to this, ask Ninja. <laughs> yeah. He's saying, saying guy just uh, as in like person is his name guy dude my agent's name is guy so. <laughs> <laughs> alright guy, guy, guy literally guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious no but for real I could see it how long has it been let me check my Ableton how long are... yeah we always say like uh, you know like if, if you have time for like 30-40 minutes and you know see what happens <laughs> we end up talking for like an hour and a half about space and microdosing <laughs> I wonder if that's what Joe Rogan tells people. He's like, yeah, just plan for like an hour. And yeah. Like four hours there for later. four and a half hours. Yeah. Dude. Uh, they're, they're crying. There was, there was like one episode. I wish I remembered who it was with, but like you could see, you could, it was the most telling time of Joe just being so over the podcast <laughs> and like just can't wait for it to be over. And I forgot who it was with, but it was so funny. He's just sitting there like, yep, yep. <laughs> Yeah. Checking his phone. Yeah. When's that Spotify check hit my account? <laughs> do you watch him on YouTube or do you just listen to it? Uh, yeah, I watch on YouTube. Did you? So have you heard that he's switching over to Spotify like, exclusively? Oh wow! So wait, uh, no YouTube or just no podcast app? I I don't. No, so I think no. they're gonna have video. Like you can watch videos on Spotify. I think they're gonna. What? Really? Yeah, there used to be like a main feature. Like there used Dude. to be some music videos on it. Like a while ago, like I had no idea. Yeah, me either. Um, but yeah, he just signed like that hundred million dollar deal. Damn. Spotify, so- if you're listening, I will go for way less than that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we'll take pennies on the <laughs> dollar. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if he's gonna be on YouTube anymore, which is gonna be weird if not because we'll take a spot YouTube if you need someone. Also, we're yeah. we're here too. Yeah. We fill a big void. Yeah, we'll take over his channel for sure. Dude, yeah, I just looked him up on Spotify. It's uh. Joe Rogan is coming to Spotify. Yeah, it's going to be weird. I always watch him on YouTube. Yeah. He's got some great backlog of of interviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elon Musk has been on it. It's pretty 
popular one. Yeah, his most recent one was I, I, I love Joe Rogan. He's like definitely a smart dude in some interviews, but I feel like he just I feel uh, I, his interviews with Elon Musk. It's like he goes into it thinking he's not gonna understand anything, so he already like creates this expectation of just like feeling too dumb for Elon mm-hmm. Musk, and then he starts like acting kind of like yeah. too dumb i don't know like yeah he, like he has so many conversations with people where he's like really smart and like on his shit but every time with elon musk it's like he's like off his game he's expecting elon musk to be saying the craziest thing and even if it's like relatively simple joe will just be like dude i don't even understand that like, <laughs> yeah and like the second the first and second one he, he like repeats a lot of, he repeated a lot of the same questions he asked the first one oh, um, i haven't seen the second one yet oh okay yeah, it's, just, it's more of just like, dude, how do you how do you deal with all these different things? You know, he asked that like six times. And Elon's get, like, I'm a genius. What do you mean? Yeah, he's yeah. like. <laughs> uh, he has some good ones. Uh, is it Terrence McKenna or is it his son or I don't know how it exactly aligns, but he's got some cool like philosophical people on there that are yeah. super interesting. Yeah, there was like a really cool one about uh, about sleep too. He had a guy on there about sleep. I forgot. Yes. His name. Uh, so, I, I can't think of it either, but yeah, the the whole like like the British guy, yeah, yeah, the whole dreams and sleep and anything about the mind and consciousness, man, I'm all over it. Yeah, some of the other podcasts are great. Yeah, love Joe Rogan. Man, all right, well, the show is not sponsored by Joe Rogan. But. <laughs> I was gonna say Joe Rogan, if you're listening to us. No, this has been honestly one of my favorite yeah sh- episodes just to record. I feel like I'm just yeah, it's been awesome. talking to like the the homies. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, no, likewise. This is this has been, been awesome. hanging out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you've checked off all the boxes of my interest, so I am super <laughs> content right now. <laughs> well, uh, if there's a, a time and place where we can all eventually um, you know, link up at some music event, that'd be oh yeah, fantastic. Yes. If, if you ever come into Kansas City, please. Yeah. Please let me know. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I'm sure I'll know anyway, but I definitely I want to the, see you live. The goal is definitely we want to talk to people where they're working, if that yeah. makes sense. Oh, like, okay. Like where you go to work, we want to talk to you there. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Tony sounds like he's talking in code, but he just really made it <laughs> a show. No, yeah, I got a festival. We want, to talk, we want to talk to you in the bathroom at the green room, and by that, I mean we're going to snort pounds of cocaine. <laughs> No, this has oh been super fun. Um, yeah. Do you have, I mean, we've already kind of talked about it, and I'm Dreaming just came out um, May 11th. Yep. Do you have anything yep. else you want to let people know about? Anything you want to promote um, about Enzo? Uh, no, I'm, just, I'm working on uh, some like hoodie designs and whatnot for Ooh. merch. Uh, trying to get some of that stuff going. Uh, and then just keep looking out for some singles throughout the next few months i'll be doing mostly just singles for a little bit here and then yeah that's pretty much it yeah but yeah if yeah if people haven't heard dreaming yet go check it out um it's definitely i'm like pretty pretty proud of it it's like uh those bass the songs that are like really big and kind of uh big atmospherically uh, Mm -hmm. sometimes hard to mix mix down i'm not the most technical person when it comes to producing i do what i can but i'm pretty proud of the atmosphere that is that is that comes out of it. It's a I think a great representation of, um, like a a vibe that I was trying to convey. So, pretty pretty proud of it. I mean, as you should, it it comes off super clean. So I don't know if, um, you're caught up on the technicalities, but it sounds so good. Well, as a producer, you know, you could spend like uh three days working on a snare drum. So <laughs> yeah, it gets mm-hmm. pretty stupid like that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
All right. Well, everyone listen to streaming or stream dreaming. <laughs> um, are there, are there any gonna, are we going to have any, hold on. I have one other question. Sorry. Sure. Uh, and if it's just a no, that's fine. Are there any, um, upcoming streams that you have planned or anything like that where people can catch you while we're in quarantine still? Um, normalcy? Are we kind of just waiting for the singles? Uh, there's a maybe on that. I am in, maybe in, in talks with, uh, some people and some things. Okay. Yeah, be vague. That's fine. Yeah, that's cool. But yes, it's cool. a maybe. Uh, more likely yes than no. Yeah. Awesome. So. We've been wanting more. Yes. Yes. Cliffhanger. Well, shout out to you. Shout out to Nicole. Yes. Thank you to Nicole for helping to set this up. Oh yeah. Shout out to Nicole for giving the uh, the the backlog uh, <laughs> notes. The red hot chili peppers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was oh, Nicole. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Nicole has a super um, in depth article with Enzo for all my listeners. Um, all yeah. my listeners, all of the listeners. <laughs> yes. Go check that out. Um, on Electric Hawk. Let's get a deeper dive into Mike. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, Mike, Enzo, thank you so freaking yes, much, man. Thank this you has so been much. awesome. Yo, Connor, Evan, Tony, it's been a it's been a pleasure. Shout out to you uh, and Electric Hawk. You guys are great. So awesome. appreciate you having me on. 